Yeah, well, we have to remember that magnesium is involved in over 700 enzymatic reactions, close to 800 actually now. Um, So it has its hand in a lot of different things in the body. So a lot of the magnesium deficiency symptoms also sometimes pertain to another health condition. And this is why it's often overlooked. And so in these conditions, um, it's not usually the first line of treatment. And so when I see people coming in with a lot of joint pain, cramping pain, um, mood disorders, so anxiety, depression, um, low energy, um, hormone issues, we see sleep issues, insomnia, um, even bone health, osteoporosis, those kinds of things that, um, high blood pressure, irregular heartbeats, stress. Um, these are all things that I would like now be looking at. Okay. Let's look at how much magnesium you have available and, what do we need to do to support that? So, um, but those are kind of like the big kind of categories, but like I said, a lot of those can fall into other health issues. And so welcome to the rock your best life podcast on this podcast. I bring you information, education, advice, and tips from healthcare professionals, scientists, doctors, and everyday people who have changed their lives and health through diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes are now rocking their best lives. Join me on this journey to rock your best life. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice, as I am not a qualified healthcare provider. The information presented on this podcast is for educational purposes only. Rock Your Best Life and Rock and Rosa Wellness are not qualified to provide medical advice. Please consult your own physician or provider with any medical issues that you may be experiencing. This disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors of this podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. Thank you so much for deciding to spend part of your day with me today. Um, Today, I have a very special guest, but before I introduce her... Um, I wanted to take this time and, um, you know, kind of change up the podcast a little bit and my intro anyway, and just take the time and express gratitude and let you guys know, you know, some of the things that I'm, that I've been into lately that are really helping me. Um, and I'm going to try and incorporate this, you know, in each episode, um, And, you know, I think it's really important to take the time and just think about what we're thankful for. And, you know, it's not just Thanksgiving that we need to give thanks. I think it's really important to practice this on a daily basis. And, you know, I got to admit that I'm not, you know, I haven't been consistent about it. I've kind of let things um, hold precedence, priority. Um, You know, I know we get busy, busy. In our day-to-day, but um, I've started to incorporate this again, and I really think that the more that we can express gratitude and thankfulness, it just brings more of that into our life. So with that being said, I want to share with you guys, you know, a couple things that I'm so thankful for. Um, Number one, I am just thankful for my health journey. I know in the beginning, I, you know, when I started this whole thing, 
um, really trying to improve my health and figure out, you know, first it was, what's wrong? <laughs> you know, let's get a diagnosis. And when that didn't happen, it was, how can I heal? And a lot of times, I think in our health journeys, we can get so angry because we're not feeling good and we don't know what the answers are. And, you know, a lot of times it's not a quick fix. But I'm so thankful for my health journey this far because it's just introduced me to so many things. I've had to find answers, you know, in the, the oddest places or so I thought, um, you know, and just it's led me to, you know, just a lot of realizations about myself, you know, that I can heal myself through, you know, just seeking out different healing modalities. So with that being said, it's led me here. It's led me to what I do. It's led me to helping others. So I'm so thankful for that health journey because without it, I wouldn't have known my strength and I wouldn't have found you guys and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Number two, I'm thankful for my sobriety. Um, if you don't know already, I am coming up on three years and I can't believe it of sobriety from alcohol. And I also have food sobriety as well. Um, I didn't really track that, you know. But I would say over the last two years, since, you know, just going more meat-based, I have been able to release myself from sugar and carbs. Um, and, you know, sobriety from alcohol was a decision that I made, um, you know. And it's really helped me a lot, you know, just to see my inner strength, you know. It took me four times to say that I could be sober from alcohol. And now I'm coming up on three years, um, which is the longest for me. And I feel really proud, you know, that I'm able to just say I don't need that in my life. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't make me feel great. I don't shame anyone else for drinking alcohol or consuming it in moderation, um, if you can do that, I applaud you. And, you know, I don't think it's harmful um, if we can do that once in a while. And I wish, you know, sometimes I wish I could be one of those people. Um, but I'm just not. So I'm really thankful for my sobriety journey. Um, the other thing I'm thankful for is all the positive people that I, I choose to surround myself with in this community. And, you know, in social media, I think it's really important that we go through, we filter out the people that aren't serving us, and as hard as that can be, we don't need to follow everybody. We don't need to have everybody in our feed. Um, and we can choose to surround ourselves with those positive people that are adding value to our life. And with that being said, I am so thankful for all these people that I, I choose to surround myself with who are making a difference, you know, in this um, community and who have been so gracious to come on my show and who you know, I'm just thankful for all, all of the people um, that I choose to surround myself with. And the other thing I'm thankful for, of course, is my loving, loving 13-year-old son. We've been through so much together. And sometimes, you you know, as a mother, you just don't know, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Am I helping or hurting when I'm trying to teach my son certain lessons? But, you know, I've come to the realization that my son has an amazing good heart. He's a loving boy, and I love him so much. Um, you know, he's coming up on those teenage years. Um, but he is very wise for his age, I, I believe. And, you know, just letting go of the mama can be kind of hard. 
But I'm so thankful for him and all the lessons he's taught me along the way. Um, and he's just a great boy. And the other thing I'm thankful for is my loving husband, my caring husband who provides for us. Um, and, you know, just he does all these great things for me and my son. Um, and um, I'm just so thankful for him. Um, he supports me and my health journey and all the passion projects I have and want to do. Um, you know, and he is just a loving man. And I'm so thankful to have him in my life. Um, we just celebrated 15 years together. Um, and we, you know, celebrated seven years um, married. And so I'm just so thankful for him for sticking by, helping me through all this, you know, health stuff. It hasn't been easy, um, but he's been a great support system. So those are the things I'm thankful for and I give gratitude for. So I want you to come up with a few things that you are grateful for. You know, it could just be three to five things. It could be a warm house. It's getting cold out there. At least it is here in Colorado. And so, you know, it could be a car or it could be, you know, anything. A stapler. <laughs> Seriously. It could be anything. So start small um, and just try to think of some things that you're grateful for. And I, and I, I can promise you that you will get more of that. Um, and then a couple things that I'm really loving right now. I want to start telling you guys a few things. You know, I don't have any sponsors on this show. Um, honestly, you know, I just, I just don't have time for that, um, because there's a lot of work that goes into that. Um, and also I really don't like a lot of commercials. So as you can, you know, when you listen to this podcast, you'll see that I don't do a lot of commercials. I don't have sponsorships, you know, it'd be great to monetize, but you know, I just don't have time for that. And, and that's not my goal with this podcast. I just want to bring you guys the information and education and just bring you guys some inspiration on the show and just add value to your day. So with that being said, nothing sponsored here, but I am loving this book that I just got. It's called Grit. And it's by an author named Angela Duckworth. And um, she is a PhD. Um, she's a 2013 MacArthur um, fellow, MacArthur Fellow, and professor of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. So she's uh, advised, you know, people in the World Bank, the NBA, NFL teams, uh, Fortune 500 CEOs. She's done a lot of work uh, in the research, you know, development um, field. Um, and she, um, you know, she just, she does a lot of work in that. And, and so I'm just really loving this book. So it's, it kind of makes you think, like, what um, separates people um, from, you know, these, these entrepreneurs, um, you know, people, is it skill, you know, or is it like grit, true grit, which is like just working hard, practicing like hours a day, just, you know, having this passion. And, you know, I really think it's the latter. It's grit. And it's something that I think that I have. Um, or actually, I know I have it. I know I have it. Because it's like, you know, people will tell you you can't do something. And that actually drives me more and more. And, you know, I think that if you really want to do something, it's not that you're good at it. 
in the beginning is that you worked hard and that you just didn't give up. And that's true for me in a lot of things. I just had this passion that I wanted to do something. And you know what I did? I did it. I just, (laughs) I wasn't good in the beginning, you guys. I I had no idea how to do a podcast. I had no idea how I was going to help people, you know, with coaching. But you know what I did? I, you know, there's a little education that needs to go into it. And then you just go for it. You know, it's not that I'm good at this, you know, but I'll get better. And I know that. Um, So I love this. I love this book so far. And I just started it, but um, I really can't put it down. So I will let you guys know how I, how I, how, what I learned from this. Um, And also with that being said, in my private Facebook accountability group, um, I want to do a book club. And I kind of pose that question to you guys, if you're in that group, my private group, Um, you know, let's do a book club. Um, Who would be interested in it? Um, you know, let's talk about this. And so if you are in that group, another thing I did start doing is kind of releasing my podcast early, a couple of days early, you know, really the video form, because I know that you guys like to watch videos. And so I did that the other day, um, because, you know, I want you guys to be the first in the know. So I did that the other day with this interview. So, um, that's another benefit to being in the group. Um, so yeah, I want to do a, a book club, talk about different books, you know, I'm going to get you guys' input. Um, and, uh, you know, I want, I pose the question like, you know, what a Zoom work or, you know, a Facebook live. I would prefer to do a Zoom because then I can see all your lovely faces and get some input back. Um, let's talk about this. So if you are in the group, let me know. Um, and if you're not in the group, um, there's always a link in the show notes. So don't forget to um, go over there and, you know, add yourself to that group. Um, another thing I'm really into right now is the J-Rob Egg White Protein Powder. Oh, my gosh, you guys. This stuff is amazing. I'm literally adding it to everything. But I started, I got it because, you know, I wanted to make the Protein Sparing Modified Fast Bread which is going to be the third thing here that I'm into. But this J-Rob protein powder I love because it's just egg whites. And I got the vanilla flavor. Um, And, you know, I don't have the package in front of me right now, but um, look it up. Um, I have been sharing what I've been using it um, with. I've been actually using it with um, the chocolate um, protein powder that I do. um, I make kind of like a shake out of it. Um, so yes, I've been adding it to the Equip Prime Protein Chocolate, um, making a little shake out of it, adding the egg white, um, powder, and then I just started putting some, um, cold brew coffee in there, just on days, you know, um, that I want to have some coffee. I don't have coffee every day, but it's so frothy and delicious. Another thing I was doing was when I did have just hot coffee, I was just adding the egg white powder to my coffee and blending it with a little bit of butter. And oh my gosh, you guys. So when I want a hot drink, um, I, I love it. It's just amazing. It's so versatile. It makes it, when you do it with a cup of coffee, it makes it really frothy. And then when you add it, um, in, you know, if you want a cold, uh, cold coffee, cold brew, or you just want the shake, 
the prime protein. I was adding it to that, and that just made it really just creamy without having any, no dairy, but it's just really creamy. Um, so that's what I'm loving right now. And then, of course, the Protein Sparing Modified Fast Bread from Maria Emmerich. I, oh my gosh, you guys, where has this bread been? Um, I was kicking myself for not trying it um, sooner. But as a caveat, I had tried to make cloud bread a few years ago when that was really, like, popular. And that was just egg whites and cream of tartar. Yeah, and I didn't have much luck with it. It was always falling. And, um, I mean, it was okay, but it was kind of eggy, you know. But this bread is not eggy at all. And I use, you know, I already had some egg whites because I like to make hollandaise um, once in a while. And so I was making um, the, I was using the egg whites um, that I had. And then I also bought, as a backup, I bought some Bob Evans egg white. But honestly, like the real egg whites work better for me. Because I don't have a stand-up mixer or anything. Um, but I was, I'm just using a hand mixer, which works fine for me. And anyway, I just add a little honey in there. It gives it a golden crust without... You know, it's like barely, you know, any, you know, natural honey is what I prefer to use. And I get it locally here. Um, and, yeah, it was delicious. And it's, yeah, it's not enough sugar to, like, kick me out of ketosis or anything like that. Because it's, like, I'm only putting, like, a tablespoon of honey in the whole loaf of bread. But anyway, this bread was so good. And my son even loved it. <laughs> and um, he calls it cloud bread. Because he's like, it tastes like a cloud. <laughs> but it's really delicious. So I'm loving that. And I was, you know, I'm, I was eating it just by itself as like a little treat. And then I made some hamburgers um, with it. Oh, yes. And it was so good. So I'm loving those things right now. Um, okay. So let's introduce my guest today. I am so excited to welcome Dr. Barb Woger. And... You know, if you don't know who she is, she is a naturopathic doctor from Ontario. That's in Canada. And um, she specializes in the miracle mineral, <laughs> the magic mineral, uh, magnesium. And so, you know, this is something I'm really passionate about. I don't take, I mean, I really don't take any supplements at all except for pro probiotics and magnesium. Those are just my two very important supplements that I, you know, recommend everybody take, um, you know, of course, finding the right one for you and the right dose and all that. But I mean, I really think that, you know, as we're going to talk about in this podcast today, um, that, you know, we, our soils are depleted and, you know, we don't get um, a lot of these minerals from our food, um, especially if you are eating a lot of processed food, a lot of sugar, which we talk about in here, what sugar does to, you know, deplete, you know, your absorption of magnesium um, and, you know, how it uses magnesium to process and detoxify and all that stuff. But um, she is amazing. And I was so thankful that she came on to talk about all these things um, involving magnesium. Um, so we talk about what and we also talk about what a naturopathic doctor is for people that don't know. Um, we talk about, you know, what conditions 
or ailments that magnesium is very helpful for and what she uses it in her patients. And uh, we talk about, you know, all the different forms of magnesium and, you know, its role it plays in the body with stress and hormones and, um, you know, just all this stuff involving magnesium. And so if you wouldn't mind, go check out her website. Um, she is at www.barbwoger.com and her name is spelt Barb and Woger is W-O-E-G-E-R-E-R. So I will put that link in the show notes, but she also has a 50-page um, ebook, the Magic Mineral ebook um, that you can download. And it just, you know, shares everything that you need to know about magnesium. Um, and then she has a free guide uh, for perfect wellness. Um, and, you know, all these things um, that she puts out for free are on her Instagram as well. She puts out a lot of information on magnesium and a lot of things, you know, I didn't know that magnesium um, was this important in our body and, and you know, the effects that sugar has. Um, just one molecule of sugar, and we talk about that. Um, and um, she also has a private Facebook group that I will link in the show notes with all her links. But I just really applaud people like um, Dr. Barb who are willing to come on here and talk about these things. And, you know, the work that she does as a naturopath is just amazing. Um, she kind of just gives her patients the blueprint and the tools that they need to help heal their bodies. Um, and, you know, with inflammation and stress and at all-time high right now, I think it's really important that we do these things. Um, we try different supplements. We try different foods that can help. And we talk about all of that in this podcast. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast today. And I, um, you know, hope that you are loving this podcast. And if you wouldn't mind, you know, giving me an up to five star review over on Apple Podcast and let me know how you're loving this podcast. Um, and as always, I want you guys to go out there and rock your best lives. Welcome back to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. Um, with me today, I have the wonderful Dr. Barb Woger. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> You did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And she is a naturopathic doctor um, and she is, she specializes in magnesium, which I'm really excited to learn more about. Um, so welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And of course, talking about my favorite mineral magnesium. So yeah. um, I'm happy to kind of share the wealth of information on this um, really important mineral and one that's often overlooked in a lot of areas of our health. <laughs> well, and I'm really excited to learn, you know, first of all, for people that don't know, what is a naturopathic doctor? 
for some right. people that might not know, <laughs> I guess. Yes. So a naturopathic doctor is basically, we have the um, medical training. So we go to school, we have to have an undergrad and then go to school for four more years. Um, and we basically do all the sciences and the, the medical information that most doctors do. And then we also learn the complementary or alternative side of medicine as well. So um, we are able to look at, um, you know, allopathic type conditions, um, and then treat them from a more holistic perspective. So, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm, uh, you know, my audience is right along the lines with, and as I am too, having healed myself, you know, through food and lifestyle and, you know, finding the supplements that can help us is sometimes really hard. Yeah. Um, so having yeah. somebody like you in the mix can really help us kind of guide us. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what we do. And yeah. So, I mean, we're not anti allopathic. We, mm-hmm. we work alongside allopathic medicine and, you know, there's just sometimes we can intervene and do some things that can help either a mitigate side effects or be potentially even come off of certain allopathic medications. Um, but we have a, a, a very holistic overview, uh, but from a very researched and evidence-based um, such like background kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I love people that can kind of intertwine because I, I both, you know, I see a regular doctor and then I, and then I like to see like, you know, a natural doctor to help mm-hmm. and like acupuncturist. I like to see them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. They're all good to have on your team for sure. Yes. Well, um, how, what got you interested in magnesium? Because I know you talk a lot about magnesium on your Instagram, which I love. I've gotten so much education from you. Um, and then you, you know, you have a, um, an ebook, a 50 page ebook on your website, um, all about magnesium. So what got you interested in this miracle, um, mineral? (laughs) Well, unfortunately, most times um, patients come to an alternative or a complementary um, naturopathic doctor or somebody outside of the allopathic field. They, it's usually they come to us with a last resort kind of thing. Like, okay, I've tried everything and, you know, now I'm here and what can you do for me? So uh, when I first uh, got involved with it, I would see a lot of these patients. And so they had tried many different things. And the one thing, I mean, you really have to dig deep when you're kind of looking at a situation where they have gone through a lot of different treatments and they haven't worked and stuff like that. And so I just started like researching and going down these rabbit holes and, and every single one of them kind of led me to, you know, this magnesium deficiency and how important this mineral was to our body. And it honestly, we learned almost zero about it in school. Like when I went to uh, naturopathic medicine school, um, we learned minerals. Yes, but we didn't learn them individually. So we didn't really know what calcium and magnesium, like how much they play in our body. But um, so I was really fascinated with that. And then I started doing more and more research on the actual mineral, which then kind of got me more focused on, on different types of conditions that involve this um, mineral. And from there, um, yeah, it's really transpired into what it is today. And, you know, you, like you said, my, my Instagram account is 
primarily about this mineral um, because I feel like we don't get that education and for the general public, they don't get that education. It's not really out there in print. Not everybody wants to read a research study, obviously. And um, I just thought, you know what? It's my it's my time and my duty and my, um, you know, wanting to get this out there and share and create the awareness around this mineral. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and you know, like I think I first heard about it. Um, I started having a lot of health issues that were just strange and unexplained about six years ago and i started to hear a little bit about oh you know if you drink a lot of wine a lot of women um have magnesium deficiencies that's the first thing i heard about because i had my fingers were swelling up and my feet would swell up at right. night when i would drink you know at wine um but you know i learned later on it wasn't just that i had to eliminate right. a lot of things and then I heard, oh, you know, you just need to eat a, you know, a bunch of spinach because uh, it has magnesium in it. And so I, I started eating all the spinach, but some things improved. And then I, I ended up with these other things that were happening that were not good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You can't do this in isolation, right? Like it's always yeah. part of a bigger picture. And, um, and that's what I really love about naturopathic medicine. Naturopathic medicine doesn't look at anything in isolation. It looks at everything as intertwined. So, um, you know, our body is like not one distinct organ that we have to look at. It's more like a connection between all the other um, organs. So yeah, it's, 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 it's nice that we get to do that because in medicine, in allopathic medicine, if you go to the doctor and you, you know, have X, Y, Z wrong with you, they're looking at just X, Y, Z. They're just mm -hmm. looking at you know, maybe it's your digestive issue. So they're going to send you to a gastrointestinal, but they don't look at like, okay, how much stress are we going through? How much, you know, what are we eating? These things are not explored usually. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that to be true for me and, you know, so many other people that I help yeah. too. Well, maybe you can help us, um, first of all, explain what are, you know, um, the different kinds of magnesium and then what, what are those kinds used for or how do they help our body? Yeah. So this is where probably the most um, confusion comes in is on the different forms, because unfortunately there's a lot of forms of magnesium. I believe there's like 16 or 17 different forms. And we're not going to talk about all of them because a lot of yeah. them are not relevant to the general population. Um, but the top ones that um, I would like to address are ones that, um, we use quite frequently and one that we want to kind of stay away from. So maybe I'll start with that one. Um, that's the magnesium oxide. And so the oxide is, and this is what, unfortunately, magnesium oxide is a very inexpensive, um, easy and cheap magnesium that they put on store shelves. And we really have to pay attention and read the label because a lot of the times they'll also mix it into a blend of magnesiums. And the problem with that is that we don't know how much of that blend is actually oxide because they don't tell you. So if it's 200 milligrams, you could potentially have 195 milligrams of oxide and five milligrams of the, the real magnesium, right? Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So I just, if I see oxide, I don't 
unless I know that it's been like homogenized, because sometimes they'll do that if they um, if they separate it into buffered or chelated. Um, but other than that, oxide, we don't want to use it. We can't absorb it. We absorb less than 5%. It causes digestive upsets and you'll just end up going to the bathroom and that's pretty much it. So that one's one we want to stay away from. Then we have magnesium citrate, and this is a commonly used form of magnesium, and it's got good bioavailability. It's um, It helps to support digestion. I use it a lot for GERD or acid reflux. Um, it's also great for uh, migraine headaches. There's a study that shows um, 600 milligrams can um, really help with um migraines. And we also use it for constipation. That's its biggest use. So you will want to um, usually take it at night before bed. And then it seems to do its job the next day. Um, It draws water into the colon. And so it allows for bowel movements to happen. Um, It is if you take too much, it can cause loose stools. So we have to be careful and we have to usually titrate up. Um, so it's something that you don't want to kind of start at, you know, 600 milligrams because you might have very loose bowels. Um, so you want to kind of start 200, maybe 150, and then move your way up from there. Um, the next form is a really popular form. It's bisglycinate. Mm-hmm. And bisglycinate is probably one of the most popular forms now um, prior to citrate um, or prior to bisglycinate, citrate was the kind of common form. And again, bisglycinate is really bioavailable. It's well tolerated as far as digestive issues or anything like that. And it has very minimal laxative effects. So with bisglycinate, you can start a little bit higher um, and not have the same loose bowel movements um, that we see with citrate. And what's nice about bisglycinate is that it is connected to or contains two glycine molecules. And that is an amino acid that is known for its calming effect. And so it helps to, you know, calm the nervous system down. It's great for stress. It's great for sleep. It's great for detoxing, all of those things. I use bisglycinate actually a lot. So yeah. Oh, okay. And then we have um, magnesium malate. Um, So this one is quite specialized um, and I use it in individuals who, so fibromyalgia, a lot of the times we see very low energy. We see a lot of joint and muscle pain. So I use it with these individuals, chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, I use it with those individuals because again, we have to remember that um, magnesium is part of ATP. It creates or improves ATP production, which is our energy. Um, so, and again, it's, it's a, it's well-absorbed and, you know, it causes minimal digestive upset, but I really keep it for those types of, um, conditions. And then I think the other one that I use a lot is, um, magnesium three and eight. And so this is the um, form of magnesium. It's the only form that can cross the blood brain barrier. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's very much for cognitive um, brain function use. Um, It's great for early stages of dementia. Um, They found that even in a 12 week study, they were able to reduce aging by nine years. So it's, it's very good for cognitive memory, mood, 
um, those kinds of things. Anything that's really um, brain and uh, brain health related, depression, anxiety, um, these things are really good. And so I've been using um, three and eight quite a bit in those types of patients. And then of course we have sulfate, which you would know as Epsom salts, right? So this is putting into bath water and you are absorbing it through the skin. And there's a lot of um, benefits from that Um, detoxification. It's, it's obviously a very relaxing, calming kind of um, um, form of magnesium. It also helps with joint pain and those kinds of things, but we don't know exactly how much you absorb from that. So I might absorb more than you, you might absorb less. Like it just depends. It's very individual. And so we don't often go with just this type of magnesium because it's very, very difficult to um, gauge how much you're actually getting. Yeah, I, I, I've experienced that a little bit, um, you know, just, I have trouble detoxifying. Um, and so I would take a lot of these Epsom salt baths and I would find sometimes it would really, um, it would really help me um, and get the thing moving, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then other times I wouldn't have that same benefit, you know, so yeah, it was kind of different each time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think that it is, like that with most individuals, we just don't know. And you might just absorb more at one point than another. And so it's not, it's not something we heavily rely on for if I'm trying to treat something based upon using a magnesium supplement. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really quantifiable kind of, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so how, how would we know as an individual, um, or like a patient, if they came in to see you, what are the kind of the top signs that maybe somebody is really deficient and they're kind of, and it's causing them, you know, to have, you know, um, not optimal health. Um, yeah, well, we have to remember that magnesium is involved in over 700 enzymatic reactions, close to 800 actually now. Um, so it has its hand in a lot of different things in the body. So a lot of the magnesium deficiency symptoms also sometimes pertain to another health condition. And this is why it's often overlooked. And so in these conditions, um, it's not usually the first line of treatment. And so when I see people coming in with a lot of joint pain, cramping pain, um, mood disorders, so anxiety, depression, um, low energy, um, hormone issues, we see sleep issues, insomnia, um, even bone health, osteoporosis, those kinds of things that, um, high blood pressure, irregular heartbeats, stress. Um, these are all things that I would like now be looking at. Okay. Let's look at how much magnesium you have available and what do we need to do to support that? So, um, but those are kind of like the big kind of categories, but like I said, a lot of those can fall into other health issues. And so most times we don't think of magnesium right away. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, if somebody is having some of those kind of symptoms, would you say, okay, let's treat you with, let's give you some magnesium first before doing other things or. Yeah. So 
I don't know how, um, but here, like we use a lot of blood work and testing. Um, I like to test to make sure. Um, so usually I'll do like an RBC magnesium serum testing. Um, so we can kind of see where they are at. Um, and cause a lot of people are magnesium deficient, right? So, and when we're looking at RBC serum testing, we want to be at the high end of that range. Now that's going to, the ranges are going to depend on what lab you go to. So, um, I mean, my lab here in Toronto is going to be different than a lab in the state somewhere, but you want to be at the, the high end of norm, like of that range, because okay. if you're at the bottom end of that range, you're still getting magnesium deficiency symptoms. So, and we want to make sure that we're testing RBC magnesium and not serum magnesium, because when we test serum magnesium, that's only actually looking for 1% of the magnesium in our body. So it's oh, wow. always going to show mid range because we're only looking at 1%. Whereas RBC magnesium is a more reliable, um, blood work tester, um, where we can see what's going on in the tissue, which is where magnesium is. Yeah. Okay. So if someone's concerned, maybe they can just ask their doctor to run that yeah. test yeah. And, they'll, and they'll do that. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so what, now you said that um, magnesium kind of sometimes can, you know, is an important mineral that can play a role, you know, in, you know, how other minerals react. Um, and so like what, now what other minerals like are kind of dependent on magnesium? Well, you have to remember that magnesium is an electrolyte, right? So all your electrolytes, your sodium, your potassium. So when we have an electrolyte imbalance, that means that there's a, there's a balance that goes along with sodium and potassium and magnesium and chloride and those, like those types of things. So when we have something that's too low and maybe versus too high, we can see that there's an imbalance, but most times the sodium potassium, they're kind of tightly regulated calcium. We have to be careful with calcium because if we have too much calcium and we have a deficiency in magnesium, then we're going to be more prone to stones or calcifications. And that's not always a good thing. So magnesium is responsible for kind of dissolving that calcium. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I need calcium and blah, blah, blah. But we also get a lot of calcium from food, even if you are dairy free. So we really have to be careful how much calcium we're bringing in um, alongside magnesium, because if we don't have enough magnesium, we're not going to be able to kind of break that down. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I take electrolytes and I always see magnesium on there with the sodium. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. all that. So that makes sense. Yeah. And that's why we sometimes like, we also have to look at what is causing the deficiency of magnesium. Right. So, mm -hmm. and one of the, um, reasons why we are so deficient is because it is an electrolyte. So if we do a lot of sweating and if we have like maybe a lot of diarrhea, if we're sick or something like that, we're going to you know, obviously when we're sweating, we're, we're, we're losing electrolytes and, and that kind of stuff. So you, 
can deplete yourself of magnesium. If you are, let's say, you know, in a sauna or you're sweating and you're working out all the time and you're not actually replenishing. So that is like one of the ways we can become deficient. There's many ways we can become deficient. And because there's so many ways and they have such a big impact, it's why almost 80% of us are deficient in this mineral. Yes. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, because I actually, I just started recently going, we have a hot springs up the road. Um, so we've been going a lot. It's been helping my detoxification pathways, but I did notice that I was really, really thirsty. Um, I was, I became dehydrated and, um, I think, I don't know for sure, but I think it did lead to a bladder infection. Um, mm -hmm. But just not getting enough of those minerals, I think, in. So I, I started my electrolytes again. And, and, and yeah. the next step is I'm going to get some magnesium again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. That's important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and, um, and what is the role between, um, because I've heard of people talk about this a little bit here and there, um, the role of magnesium um, and vitamin D? Vitamin D is like... David. Yes. 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 David. No, okay. no. Vitamin D. Um, yeah, because that, I know that is a big, um, issue with people, especially lately, we need more vitamin D for our immune system. Um, yeah. and I, yeah, I had heard something about magnesium and vitamin D you, you need magnesium. Yes. To... Yes. So the reason you need, okay. So we have to think of we have such a big population that is deficient in magnesium, but we have such a big population that's also deficient in vitamin D. And so okay. when we look at the connection of that is we need magnesium in order to activate vitamin D. So you could be doing all the vitamin D, you know, things that are promoting vitamin D going outside in the sun, taking your vitamin D three supplement, but if you're deficient in magnesium, you're not going to be able to convert that vitamin D in the liver because it needs the enzyme that magnesium produces um, in order to activate the vitamin D. So a lot of times, um, and I've seen this with patients, they'll supplement vitamin D, but then when they go back and they look at their vitamin D thing, it hasn't really moved much or it's moved very little um, or not at all. And this then tells us that there's some type of absorption issue or some type of a reaction that's not getting um, completed. So with um, a magnesium deficiency, you're not going to have enough of that enzyme available. And so when you're taking your vitamin D, yes, your body is getting all of that that, but you're unable to convert it to make it active. And it doesn't matter if you're taking active vitamin D three capsules, it still needs to be activated in the liver for your body to actually make enough magnesium or enough vitamin D to be absorbed for bone health and immune health and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. So should we, now, should we be taking our magnesium with our vitamin D or should, or does it matter? It doesn't matter. You can, uh, I mean, you could take, I don't, wouldn't take it at the same time. Um, usually vitamin D is a fat soluble. So we would want to be taking that with, you know, a meal that has fats in it. Magnesium can be taken on an empty stomach or with food. It depends on how 
robust your digestive system is and how you can handle it. Um, so, you know, magnesium can be spaced out during the day. So we could be like morning, afternoon, night. Um, but you probably wouldn't want to take vitamin D at night before bed. Cause that might keep you up. So definitely doesn't need to be taken together. Um, you just need to make sure that you have adequate magnesium stores in order to, um, activate the vitamin D. Okay. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. And would you recommend, like, um, are there certain times of the day that it's better to take magnesium? Um, I know you said something about, you know, it's good at night. Yeah. So if you're having sleep issues or you feel like you have a little bit of anxiety before going to bed or having um, more stress, like, you know, your thoughts start to come and you start to like ruminate, um, taking magnesium, obviously at night before bed is going to be helpful for that. And um, will also help to just kind of calm down the nervous system and, you know, get you kind of prepared for sleep. Um, but you can take it during the day as well. Um, you can take it in the morning um, or in the afternoon. And then that can just kind of help you during the day to kind of get um, that nervous system depletion um, so that it's not firing all the time and and making you wired and anxious and stressed. But then when we see like, if we're using it for hormones or something like that, we're going to use it mostly during the day, because that's when we're, we're usually having meals and we're awake and and it can do its job. Yeah. Yeah. So there's certain like, um, certain types of magnesium that we take that are going to do different things. So maybe we want to take them, you know, different times of the day. Right. And it's, it's also going to be dependent upon what medications you take. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you really need to, and this is why I always encourage like working with a practitioner or working with somebody who has that knowledge, because for instance, if you are taking thyroid medication and you take your magnesium, that's not a good combo you're not going to, you're going to interrupt how the thyroid medication works and you're going to interrupt how the magnesium um, works. So, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're working with a practitioner that can, you know, safely give you the dosages and the um, supplements in a safe fashion that it's not actually affecting the actual medication that you might be taking. So, you know, when you're taking magnesium, you want to be taking it four hours away from thyroid medication. You need that time frame. So yeah, it's very dependent upon your health history and, and of course your, your medications that you're on. Yeah. That makes, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else that you want to tell us about magnesium that you think is really important? Um, or, um, Actually, is there like particular foods that you would recommend that have magnesium? Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, we used to get a lot of our minerals, not just magnesium from our foods, but due to, you know, just the over farming processes of our, our, our soils and decrease, um, just in all minerals in our soil, it's hard to get, the required amount of magnesium from food, but I do always try to promote, like there still is some benefits. So it's always good to include like the leafy greens. They're really like good for magnesium. They're loaded with magnesium. Um, Pumpkin seeds are probably your highest amount of magnesium for any type of food that you could eat. So making sure you're getting in, um, you know, lots of seeds, black seeds are high. Avocados are good. 
um, your nuts, Brazil nuts, um, almonds, those kinds of things, legumes, dark chocolate, and then oh, yeah. your fatty fish. Um, so yeah, so there's many foods there that you can definitely get your magnesium from, but it probably wouldn't rely on it like sufficiently. I think it's kind of like a bonus that you can add into your day because we have to remember that we're depleting magnesium throughout the day quite easily. So if we're stressed, we're depleting magnesium. If we eat sugar, we're depleting magnesium. If we're on any type of medications like PPIs or um, even antibiotics and those kinds of things, that's depleting um, magnesium. You know, fluoride depletes magnesium. So we see that um, there's so many things that deplete magnesium that if you're just relying on food, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to have that you're going to be in a depletion, like a deficit kind of thing. So, um, because a lot of us are on, you know, birth control pills or, or diuretics or statins or all of these things. And these really, really take a lot of magnesium from our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I actually, personally, um, I had a big sugar addiction for a long time and I was always craving chocolate all the time, all the time. And then once I started taking magnesium, actually, I saw those cravings just disappear almost overnight. Um, yeah. And so that, I don't know, that kind of told me that, oh, maybe I was really deficient and I was trying to search <laughs> for those foods, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we have to think about too, with magnesium, um, magnesium actually helps to sensitize the insulin receptors, right? So if we have a lot of sugar in the blood, then we're releasing insulin and insulin comes in and helps to remove some of those sugars and puts it into the cell or stores it somewhere else. Um, and so magnesium just helps to increase uh, or increase the sensitivity of those receptors. And so it is really good for diabetics and for insulin resistance and those kinds of things. And a lot of the times when we're getting cravings and we want to eat late at night, or we have sweet addiction or a salty addiction that sometimes gives us an indication that insulin is maybe not not as regulated as it should be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so what would you recommend? How much would you recommend? I know it's probably different for each person. Um, you know, how much magnesium that we should take? Yeah, it's definitely different for every individual and depending upon what it is you're trying to do. So the recommended or the yeah recommended daily amount is 310 to 400 milligrams roughly mm -hmm. for males and females and that is kind of like the minimum that you need um, to just sustain magnesium in your body so um you know with some patients i go at up to 800 some people only need 200 like it kind of really varies and it depends what you're really trying to do but you, this is where working with the practitioner is always best because they're able to guide you as to, you know, how much you actually need for whatever condition or issue that's going on in your body. And you also have to take into consideration, again, are you on a medication that's depleting magnesium? Because if you are, and then you're only taking the minimum you're not getting any, right. You're depleting yeah. as fast as you are repleting. So, um, that's also something to keep in consideration. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know you said something about, um, earlier about, um, you know, 
there's there's um, some magnesiums that are that kind of have a bunch of different forms in it. Do we want to stay? Do we want to stay away from those? I know I've tried one that I like that has about seven different forms, um, and it really helps me. But um, you know, in general, do we want to just stick to one kind, or or is it okay to take a blend? I guess. Um, it's okay to take a blend as long as you know what the dosages of the different blends are. That's important because if you have magnesium chloride in there or something that's not used as often, and if you have no idea what the dosage of any of those are, you really can't um, distinguish whether or not is the supplement mostly this magnesium or is it this or is it a little bit of everything right and so that sometimes involves calling the manufacturer and asking for like the dosages if they don't put it on the the bottles but usually the blends um like i said at the beginning can also include that oxide and so we have to be careful to you know just look at that and make sure that it's not in there because a lot of the times it's the predominant magnesium in those blends and everything else is like kind of minimized okay. so really paying attention reading the labels and um doing your due diligence will definitely help you out there but no absolutely not i think a blend is great if it's got the you know, magnesiums that you need and you kind of want to touch on more than just one individual. Obviously, if we were doing directed work, we would be looking at doing an individual magnesium. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people, especially lately, um, we're looking at like stress and sleep and, um, you know, um, so sometimes we want to hit it all, but maybe, maybe we just need a little sleep help, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. And then you would just really would need the one, one direct, um, form of magnesium. Yeah. 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 Because if we just want to help sleeping or calming down our nervous system, maybe we don't need that, you know, kind of laxative effect that can happen. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, For sure. (laughs) I know when I, when I first start taking the magnesium again, if I haven't taken it for a while, I have to kind of really be careful. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So I'll take one, for a little bit and then I'll take a second one, you know, um, because I, yeah, I tend to be really sensitive with that laxative effect. Yeah. And that's definitely something you want to do with magnesium is a lot of the times we have to titrate individuals up. So, um, and it's just, you know, even sometimes with the bisglycinate, even though it doesn't have that laxative effect, I still at times have to titrate patients because they're just a little bit sensitive and this can just cause, yeah, it's not like, um, outright diarrhea, but you know, we don't yeah. lose bowels. Right. So just we just lose. do it gently and we move up. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else should we know about magnesium that you think is really important and that, you know, isn't talked about? Um, I think that, We've talked about a lot, but um, we, I think the most important uh, components with magnesium is obviously the vitamin D because we know vitamin D is just so crucial, especially right now in the world and with an immune issue um, and an immune system that could be compromised. Um, We also need to be aware of, you know, the things that really deplete our magnesium. So, um, 
you know, we don't really want to be in a deficit because if magnesium is responsible for close to 800 reactions, you got a lot of things that are not working optimally if you don't have sufficient magnesium. Um, just to give you an indication, it takes 54 molecules of magnesium to process one molecule of sugar. Oh my so gosh. Wow. If you're a sugar addict, <laughs> yeah, you're blowing through magnesium pretty quickly. And mm -hmm. if you're not somehow bringing in magnesium, you're going to be in a deficit and, you know, you will experience symptoms eventually because there's just so many hands that magnesium has in our, in different reactions in the body. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that I look at downstream with every patient, um, coming in, especially if they've tried everything, done everything. And it's really, I know it's a mineral that you can buy at most health food stores, even in grocery stores, but um, it is really, really important that you get the right form, the right dosage and taken at the right time. And a lot of people dismiss that and, you know, they'll be like, oh, I already took magnesium. It didn't work. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> so what do we take and how much do we take? And when do we take it? Cause those three things make a big difference. Our bodies are on clocks, right? And so those clocks run on a rhythm. And, you know, if we can dose it appropriately, we can actually do a lot. And again, you know, the amount is, is very important, but, um, overall, I just really want to portray that it's an, a really important mineral and it just has so many functions. And a lot of the times, as I said, at the beginning of this podcast, it's, it's, mixed in with other health conditions. And so it's not really looked at, mm -hmm. um, and not usually used right away. And so that's kind of what I'm out to kind of say and bring awareness to is to like, we need to look at this mineral and we need to make sure that we are, um, maintaining sufficient levels of this, uh, mineral in our bodies at all times. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it's one of those things where I wish it's like, you wish you knew this back then <laughs> when I right. was, when I was first um, having all these health uh, issues. And now I can look back and say, wow, if I had just taken some magnesium, I, I think I would have had an easier time, you know, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, but where can people find you um, if they want to work with you or, or check out your work? Um, I am very active on Instagram. That's usually where I hang out. Um, and I'm at Dr. Barb Wolger. I also have a website that you can uh, go to, which is just barbwolger.com. Um, but I pretty much answer most questions and do a lot, um, on the Instagram feed. So that's probably your best bet. Um, and as you mentioned, I did, um, put together a magnesium ebook. So it has a lot of info in there on different conditions and why, and, and, you know, what we need to be doing and why we need to be checking for these, um, deficiencies. So, um, that's available on my Instagram as well. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I will definitely put all those in the show notes and um, down below. Um, and I really appreciate your time today, Barb. Oh, um, it's been a pleasure being here. Yes. And I really think that people will find some value in all this information. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss a thing. 
If you loved this episode, I would just love it if you would go over to Apple Podcasts and give me a rating or review. It really helps more people find the information on this podcast. If you need help getting started on your journey, I'm your girl. I would love to be your coach and guide. I offer a free 30-minute discovery call over at rockandrosawellness.com. Let's find what works best for you. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Until then, don't forget to rock your best life.